Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 776, air date September 18th, 2020. Go ahead, live. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Idre. Good evening. It's uh, quarter after nine. I'm also on Instagram. We're going to be letting people join. We're going to continue our series on build community boosting immunity. By um, today, we're going to consolidate the latter three parts into one good video. And it's really looking back at the three things we discussed about building community and boosting immunity. And then we're going to layer in three more things. So you're going to walk away with a nice video about the six things you can do to boost immunity. And remember the quote unquote second wave is coming. And that wave is really to fear monger people to attempt to do one size fits all medicine, to try to vaccinate everyone with the same thing. And remember, this is not about pro or anti-vaccine. This is really about science and recognizing that all of our bodies are unique and we all need different things to support us. But more importantly than vaccines is boosting our immune system. So we're gonna talk about that. So anyway, people are joining us. Uh, welcome to people on Instagram, welcome to people on Twitter, on Facebook, as well as YouTube. So uh, San Antonio, Texas, we have. Uh, we have, uh, you can announce where you're from and I'll an announce it if, if we have some, uh, we have people uh, joining us slowly, we have about 700 people, I have a couple hundred people uh, on there. Aloha from Hawaii. Hawaii is a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, Michigan. Uh, what else uh, do we have? Uh, great. Thank you, Tennessee. Nice to have you. Toronto, Montana, beautiful Montana, Australia, Nebraska, Ohio, etc. As people are joining, um, many of you know, we I am running for United States Senate and we are doing what's called a write-in campaign. You know, there's election fraud was committed and you're gonna hear more about that. But the write-in campaign, you can see right here, we have, it's a little bit hard to see this card here, but we have this card that we're putting out. It says, write in Dr. Shiva. And on the back of it, it teaches people how they can actually write in for our campaign. So the write-in campaign is underway. Um, and we have all of our volunteers on the ground in Massachusetts. Those of you, who are outside of Massachusetts. We have a number of you all the way from all over the world who've helped us do phone banking. Um, any one of you can be part of the campaign. You can help us be a digital warrior. You can also help us be a volunteers to help us make phone calls. Our goal is to get everyone aware that we don't walk away when they do election fraud. We escalate our movement and that's what we're doing. As many of you know, our, our website, that if you haven't been to shivaforsenate.com, we made a couple of changes on that website that's important to note. On the website, the logo is a little bit different. It says, write in uh, by or on November 3rd, Dr. Shiva for US Senate. This is in Massachusetts. And those of you who are in Massachusetts, you can simply go here and we wanna know because we wanna count the votes this time. We wanna know ahead of time. We wanna track it, who's on board with us. So you can literally pledge to write in uh, that means you're, you're you're pledging to let us know that you're going to be right in. Give us your number. We'll send you a few text messages to keep you updated, your zip code and your first name and last name, and if you want to give us your email. But that's uh, very simple to pledge. Those of you outside of Massachusetts, the thing that you can do, a huge service you can do is let your friends know within Massachusetts. You can be in New Zealand. You can be in California. You can be in North Carolina as people are joining. Wherever you are, let your friends know in Massachusetts, hey, Dr. Sheila's continuing the movement for truth, freedom, and health by running as a write-in candidate, and they can pledge to do that. 
obviously um, we want to encourage people to donate to the campaign and also volunteer for the campaign. There's a volunteer button. You can click on that volunteer button and wherever you are, you can sign up to be a volunteer and we'll get in touch with you. The other piece of it is, as I mentioned, we want you to support the campaign. You can give anything that you want. You know, those, those people give 25 bucks or more. We, when, and, and there's a little donate button right on the page. I want to really share with you, um, not just um, get your donation, but I want to share with you in reciprocity, a really cool book we have called System and Revolution, which teaches you the engineering systems approach to understand all systems, but I've made it very accessible. You don't need to know math. You don't need to be an MIT person. Uh, but you will walk away with a deep understanding of systems and the different nine principles of systems. You can, by the way, uh, you can donate to a federal campaign only if you're in Massachusetts. If you're outside of Massachusetts, you can still take advantage of the book and get access to the tool that I've created called Your Body, Your System, which helps you understand your body as a system using those principles. And those of you outside of, Mass outside of the United States, anyone in the United States can support a campaign. You can literally go to yourbodyyoursystem.com and you can get started. And when you get started, you can literally answer a set of questions and it'll help you figure out what kind of system you are. Then you can answer a different set of questions and it can help you figure out how you've deviated from you. That's a black dot. And then it'll help you figure out how you can use the, from an engineering standpoint, you have different gears or different inputs that you can use, food, exercise, supplements, to bring you back to you. But the most important thing is our campaign is to teach people a systems approach to understanding life. So please take advantage of that. So today's talk, uh, if you remember the last three discussions we had were three things you can do that are important to build community and boost immunity. And we're gonna continue that, but this time I'm gonna uh, put the other three things into the latter talk. So this is really, and, uh, and the title of this talk is, let me bring it up is the, uh, here we go, here we go, is the title of today's talk, let me share the screen here, is the Build Community Boost Immunity, the six things to boost your immune system. So we're gonna cover the three and we're gonna layer on three things. So it's really the six things you can do to boost your immune system. So let's jump right in. As you remember, the first thing we need to understand is that the, big pharma model of forced vaccinations is based on an old, very old, uh, outdated at best, at worst, a fake science understanding of the immune system. Again, if you think about the immune system as a system, and there's, let's say the old model of the immune system, which is still used by the establishment, is a two box model. One box is the innate immune system, which is basically the parts of your body which are first exposed to a virus or pathogen, the fungi, the parasites, right? It's the, uh, your eyes, your respiratory system, your nose, and your, your mouth, the back of your throat, the gut, um, you know, the gut mucous membranes, your skin. Well, that's called your innate immune system. And when you typically have all different cells in that immune system, like macrophages and neutrophils, macrophages, for example, try to literally attack the you know, pathogen and, 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 and eat it up. And they'll leave remnants of it, which are called antigens. And then your body in, the, in this two model uh, aspect of the immune system, the adaptive immune system looks at those antigens and it creates antibodies, okay? But it's only a two compartment model. The problem with this is that when you look at it this way, 
Everything is about creating antibodies, which is what leads to vaccination is the only way uh, and one size fits all model. However, in the talk that I've given to the National Science Foundation and other places, the real view is we need to take a systems approach to the immune system and update uh, the model of the immune system, which is more than just two boxes. It's actually much more complicated. We have our brain, we have the microbiome, the, the bacteria in our gut and elsewhere, the viruses. We actually have 380 trillion viruses, and these are connected through the gut-brain axis, and they interact with three other subsystems, two of them being the innate and the adaptive immune system, but interconnecting that is their interferon system, which is a very powerful system that creates interferons when you're exposed to a virus, your body actually upregulates other things that interfere with not only that virus, other viruses, teaching us, and, and we need to acknowledge this from a science standpoint, that your body wants to get stronger, that the more you expose it to things, it gets stronger. But the important thing is you need to have a strong immune system. You need to boost your immune system. We're gonna talk about that. So at a very high level, when you look at you, when you look at you as a, as a human being, you're not just you, you actually have six trillion of you, which is your human cells, okay? Six trillion human cells, but you actually end up having 60 trillion bacteria, which is part of what we call the microbiome, which is only beginning to be understood. You also have 380 trillion viruses. We're walking virus, uh, you know, germ um, uh, jungles. <laughs> and you have a number of fungi, but that's who you really are, okay? You're not just yourselves. And the important thing to understand from an immune system standpoint is that it's not the viruses that harm or kill us. It's the overreaction of our own weakened or dysfunctional immune systems. This is the important thing to understand. And that weakened and dysfunctional immune system starts attacking the parts of your body where that virus happens to go make a home for itself. Because in the natural condition, your body takes it, you know, you may get a sniffle, a fever, and but then you get stronger. But in the weakened function, your body starts attacking its tissues. So it's a dysfunctional immune response, which is a result of underlying pre-existing conditions, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, smoking, your immunocompromised. So these things, if you look, you know, 90 plus percent of the people are dying who died of this or the flu or other things are because they have a dysfunctional immune system. Also, we cannot discount the important aspect if you have dirty air, dirty water, dirty food, these first put stressors on your immune system. What we talked about about four days ago, today's the fourth day, is we talked about the importance, one of the most powerful, the reason I call this build community boost immunity is one of the most important things in supporting the immune system is social relationships and health. And I discussed that. If you remember, I talked about the science uh, article that came out in 1988, which was a landmark study which basically showed that the lack of social connection, you social distance, you socially isolate people, you basically create more detriment to your body, more than obesity, more than smoking, more than high blood pressure. And this is a, a very important landmark study that was done nearly 20 years ago, um, in, in uh, over 20 years ago in 1988. And uh, the uh, recent paper that came out uh, at the more molecular level, at the genetic level, called, uh, which Science News talked about, was done in 2007, which was describing how loneliness is itself a molecule. And again, I discussed this about four days ago, where I discussed this paper by Stephen Cole, which really talks about how myelo myeloid differentiation architecture of leukocyte transcriptome dynamics 
in perceived social isolation. To put it in English terms, what it showed was that when you socially isolate humans or primates like macaw mon monkeys, that their bodies actually will generate inflammatory compounds. And um, so you upregulate inflammatory compounds, your genes express more inflammatory proteins, and they downregulate antimicrobial proteins. Your body is literally a pharmaceutical factory. It can make antimicrobials, but when you're socially distanced and socially isolated, guess what? You weaken your immune system, okay? And this paper showed that at the molecular level. So when you take both of those very important papers, what you find is a lack of social connection is greater detriment than obesity and smoking and high blood pressure. And it creates more inflammation at the, uh, you know, at the molecular level and you get a less responsive immune system, which means you have less antiviral, antimicrobial response. The, these, the research in social isolation has also showed us that one of the important things is when you have social connections, when you meet people and you laugh and you have good friendships, you have a 50, 50, sorry, 50% 50 increased chance of longevity, 50%, okay? Increase, you increase your probability by 50% of having a longer life and you strengthen your immune system. The genes impacted, by the way, by loneliness, code for immune function and inflammation. It's quite amazing. So, so the genes that are impacted by the loneliness code, um, code for immune function as well as inflammation. And when you have friendships and connections, you actually recover from disease faster, all right? So that's what we discussed, the importance of social connections community. We also discussed what, 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 what are we trying to do here? Why do we want to build immunity? Well, we need to understand how a virus works. So if you take something like the COVID-19 virus, it has really four stages like most viruses do to enter your body. That's over here. And then when it enters your body, it tries to take its blueprint of itself. In this case, it's the RNA blueprint. And it tries to use your cell's own machinery to replicate that blueprint using your own ribosomes between your cells. It replicates it and then it repackages itself into other viruses and it replicates itself. So infection is, yeah, you probably have one or two of these viruses, but when it starts getting into lots and lots of them and it's basically hijacking your cellular machinery and your body doesn't know how to take out that virus, that's when you have serious problems, right? So in the case of, the, of, the, of this virus, the virus lands on your surface, your cell surface. This is the first part, virus entry. And it has a key, sort of, you know, put it in uh, much more um, common parlance. And it tries to use its proteins, the spike proteins, right on its thing. And it tries to turn on, it connects to what's called the ACE2 receptor. It's like a lock and key. And if, it turn, if, it, if it's able to connect to that, it's able to get uh, entry. And that's called glycosylation. And by the way, we'll talk about hydroxychloroquine actually stops this process. So it's quite effective at doing this. The second process is once it's in, it tries to now start replicating its blueprint. Remember the virus carries within it the blueprint for itself. And in order to do that, it releases its own viral genomic RNA and it uses your cell's ribosome, which is like the, the, the Xerox machine and starts replicating copies of its own blueprint, the more blueprint prints of how to make itself. So that's the second part. And then finally, what it does, or not finally, next to final, 
is it starts reassembling itself. That's step three. It puts its blueprint back in and it reassembles a protein and then voila, it's replicated itself and goes out. So that's the four step process. So the goal of boosting immunity is to stop this from occurring. You And we'll talk about that. Uh, we talked about the importance of uh, things like, um, let me just, I think I replicated this twice. We talked about that in addition to this process that's taking place, if you have a weakened immune system, as a virus is going through this process, your immune system overreacts. So your macrophages, your neutrophils, your T cells um, start releasing many, many um, compounds which create a cytokine storm. And in the case of the coronavirus, you know, it starts creating respiratory failure, right? But it's your own immune system overreacting. So you have the virus replicating. If you have a weakened immune system, your body creates this overactive system. And what we talked about is when this acute respiratory distress occurs, your body is attacking itself. And if you look at one of the, so you have your lungs and the lungs are made up of these small little um, beautiful thing called the alveolus, alveoli, many of them. And this is where gas exchange occurs. Oxygen comes in and CO2 is taken out. And in this interstitial space, in, in, I'm sorry, in this inside the alveolus are various types of parts of your innate immune system, like the macrophages, which release inflammatory compounds. Now, if your body is weak and it overreacts and this, your body starts attacking itself, the injured epithelium, and you're, as it says here, all uh, ALI leads to uh, lung endothelial and epithelial injury, uh, increased permeability of the alveolar capillary membrane. That's right here. This is your capillaries that are bringing in the uh, uh, blood cells, which don't have oxygen, oxygen, and they're looking to get reoxygenated and release the CO2. This is where the gas exchange takes place. And activation of the alveolar macrophage with the release of pro-inflammatory cytokines, that uh, results in uh, fibrin deposition and you start getting this fluid buildup, what's called edema, okay, pulmonary edema. So when your body, so basically you have your little beautiful alveolus which is getting filled up with fluid, all right? That's what happens you know, when the cytokine storm is taking place. And if you start, now pumping in more when you when people people just went put people on ventilators. Oh my God, he's got edema. Let's send him more oxygen. And instead of trying to reduce that edema, so you have this high pressure coming in, and what you find is you have more injury taking place to the lungs. All right. So what did we talk about? We talked about the importance of community. We talked about this dynamic that's taking place when you have COVID nineteen hitting, and we talked about the importance of vitamin D in the second lecture we gave um, uh, three days ago. And we talked about the fact there are over 80,000 papers showing how vitamin D uh, assists, you know, over and over and over again. And I, you know, when I brought this out, we had a lot of people, grifters, trying to attack me, you know, Facebook taking down videos, YouTube taking down videos, but this is just scientific fact. People calling me a conspiracy theorist, okay? And these are people who are very unfortunate human beings who want to, who are either brainwashed or they're part of the big pharma forced vaccination machine. But what you find with vitamin D is vitamin D, um, if you're a darker person like me, or if you're light, you need sunlight. I need more, probably five to 15 times more people with darker skin color because of UVB radiation. You know, we need more of it to activate vitamin D. And what vitamin D does, 
through a series of chemical reactions, as we talked about, it creates these things called catholicidins, antimicrobial particles. And these catholicidins are one of the oldest mechanisms towards microbial pathogens from an evolutionary standpoint. And you can see here when vitamin D is created right here through this process, vitamin D, as it comes in, it creates your vitamin D receptors. And through another series of reactions at the cellular and genetic level, your body actually transcribes these proteins called catholicidin antimicrobial proteins. And in your macrophages, these proteins um, are literally used to envelop the, in this case, we're looking at the HIV virus and literally blow it up, okay? That's why vitamin D is important because it creates these catholicidins, which are used to blow up proteins. And as I talked about, I shared with you, um, and you can go look at the previous videos, how these catholicidins are different kinds in, in pigs, in humans, and in, in chicken. And we talked about how all the catholicidins, as this uh, science paper shows, um, um, this nature paper shows, um, have antimicrobial activity against bacteria, against viruses and fungi and parasites. That's why vitamin, three, vitamin D3 is so important. So when winter is coming, load up on that D3. And I'll talk about the protocol I wrote to the president about long before we did the lockdowns. And I wish he had listened to me uh, earlier versus Fauci. And what you see here is that there are different kinds of these catholicidin proteins in pigs, in chicken, and here in humans. But regardless, as these animals get more and more of those proteins, guess what? They can kill off also bacteria. And, and the red here represents the catholicidins as they can go around the membrane of the bacteria and literally blow up the bacteria. And I'll show you here in some um, um, microscope pictures here, you see bacteria here, and by those true viruses, nice clean cell walls, right? These are the control. And when, with the activation of the catholicidins in the humans, it's LL37, uh, you notice that the cell walls are all fuzzy because we're destroying the bacteria, okay? So that's why vitamin D. So that was number two. Number three, yesterday, we talked about, or day before, the importance of vitamin C. You know, when people are undergoing the cytokine storm, we need to give them high dosage vitamin C. So God forbid you have one of your loved ones, you know, they're getting that fluid buildup, you know, instead of putting them on ventilators, please ask the doctor to think about the fact that they can boost their immunity and lower the cytokine storm because vitamin C is like shock absorbers. It lessens the cytokine storm by immunomodulating, by taking out the reactive oxygen species, I'm sorry, the oxidizing species and reducing inflammation. And it also disrupts viral replication. We talked about that in Dave Before's talk, how vitamin C, through a series of chemical reactions, creates these molecules, which literally inhibit this molecule called GAPDH. When the cytokine storm is taking place, GAPDH is overexpressed and vitamin C brings that down. So it lessens the cytokine storm significantly. We also talked about a vitamin C is a potent antioxidant and it also, vitamin C in, in, inhibits because it, it inhibits NF-kappa-beta, thus inhibiting among other things, the cytokine storm. And we talked about many other powers of vitamin C, all right? It has antiviral capabilities, it has humoral activities, et cetera. And then we talked about if, uh, we talked about the example of the doctor who was about to die, emergency room doctor, how they gave him high dosage vitamin C and they rescued him, okay? Today, I wanna to talk about three other pieces. So you wanna have social connections, you wanna have the vitamin D, 
three, not vitamin D2, but D3, you want to have the vitamin C, but there are three other things I want to talk about. And then we'll close and I'll give you, I'll actually review the protocol I sent to the president back in March, which can actually give you some practical as you go through the letter. Um, it'll give you what I would do and what I wrote to the president of shutting down instead of the second wave coming and knocking us out again, we can boost immunity. The other important thing is zinc. Now zinc, this paper right here, claim out in PLOS Pathogens, a good journal, zinc inhibits coronavirus and arterivirus RNA polymerase activity. Remember when we talked about it actually starts uh, when the virus starts replicating? Well, zinc actually can stop that, okay? And they've proven this in cell cultures, but the important point is zinc is very good at inhibiting the viral replication piece. If you remember, that's step two in that virus replication process. The next thing is iodide. Now, iodine and iodide, why is this important? As people age, our thyroid, you know, goes down in activity. So you can boost that with iodine and iodide. And here's a wonderful paper in Frontiers in Immunology, which says a role of iodide and thyroglobulin modulating the function of the human immune cells. It's really important. You know, there was a time when our soil had enough iodine and iodide in it over the years, there's a number of good research which is showing how that's been depleted. We need iodine and iodide. Well, one way to get it is obviously the seaweeds, but you can get a formula that's out there, and I'm, I don't make money off this, called Lugols, which you can take three to six drops. Adults need a little more. Kids need yes, uh, less, but it gives you the iodine and iodide. You need both, which will really support the thyroid function. And then the third item here, so again, zinc, right? iodine and iodide, and you need vitamin A. Why is vitamin A important? Look, as you age, your thyroid function goes down. So if you have the iodine and iodide to help you, why is that important? Because it's very important for us in our diet to eat the green leafy vegetables, the purple foods, and these have cytokeratinoids in them, and your body converts them um, into, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, they have cytokeratinoids, and your body converts them into vitamin A, okay? Your body takes that as fuel in the presence of the proper uh, nutrients. It converts them into extremely important um, uh, nutrient called vitamin A. By the way, vitamin D and vitamin A aren't really vitamins, they're more particular vitamin D, it's a hormone. So it's really important you keep the thyroid in good shape, which is right around here, and the iodine and iodide support that. But if you're not getting enough of that because you're not producing enough vitamin A, you it's good to take vitamin A palmitate, and I'll talk about that. And here, what you're seeing in this case here is that as uh, if you have, if your thyroid level goes down, you have less cytokeratin, and guess what? The cytokeratin literally builds walls, you can think of it, to protect your cells. The viruses can't even get in. So it's literally the wall. The vitamin A builds these very powerful structures. So if the green is your cells, these are those walls that are being built. So, um, Vitamin A is also important because without enough of it, you have reduced innate immune system, right? The macrophages, et cetera, which are important in, in the early immune system. And you actually have reduced T cell activity, those things that produce the antibodies, all right? Now, many of you have asked, hey, Dr. Shiva, how much should I take of all these things? So I wanna refer everyone to something I did back in March when this was occurring. I wrote a letter to the president and I said, for God's sake, let's not shut down the whole economy. Let's do something more prudent. 
which is recognized one size does not fit all, which is one of my big mantras. You know, I'm, I'm known as one of the leading guys in the world on the immune system. My area of research is personalized and precision medicine. You know, I've created a technology, as many of you know, called Cytosolve. And with this technology, we're actually able to find out the right dosages that are right for the right people. But so someone just asked, let me just put this here. What vitamin D supplement do you recommend? Look, uh, vitamin D3, cocalciferol. So let me now share with you um, right here what I shared uh, many, many moons ago. And that was really the protocol which I wrote to the president. If, in fact, if you go right here on the side, it goes uh, take action. And, and right here is the action that I wrote to the president. You go letter to the president, you can find it right here. And in the letter to the president, uh, um, I said, I essentially wrote to the president, I said, look, there's no reason to shut down the whole economy. Let's, uh, let's follow a different model. Let's put people into different groups because not everyone should be isolated. So first step I said was let's create one group of people who test positive for COVID-19, group one. Group two are those people who are hospitalized and in critical condition, about to go on those ventilators, okay? And then group three are those people who are immunocompromised, okay? And we'll talk about those people. And group four are healthy individuals like most of us. So I said, in the protocol, step two, deliver a personalized protocol. So group one protocol, you know, again, the people who are testing positive, you know, let's, you know, quarantine them, okay? Until they test negative, give them a high dose of vitamin A for two days, 400,000 IU. And by the way, there's enough paper showing that, you know, that people were using this for things like measles and et cetera, but high dose vitamin A for two days and 50,000 IU vitamin D for two days. It may seem like a lot, but when you're under stressful conditions, it has an antimicrobial effect and it protects your cell walls, okay? The group two people, people are in critical condition. Look, this is what I, you know, in addition to the same step one and step two, I recommended vitamin C high dose, not like a thousand, milligrams or 15 or but you know a hundred thousand milligrams dripped over 24 hour period and again this is not my protocol this has been very well researched as i talked about in a few lectures ago in many many of the icu research but this can really really modulate the cytokine storm and that's what they did to that doctor and i find it reprehensible that fauci never talked about this but this is one of the most important things uh, in terms of those people who are in critical condition then for the people who are immunocompromised, right? The people of diabetes and obesity and cystic fibrosis and autoimmune disorders, what should we do then? Well, for children, it's, by the way, it's a little bit different. For children, you can give them the 400,000 IU for two days, the 50,000 for two days, if, uh, but you give them on a maintenance dose of 500 milligrams of vitamin C, um, and then the iodine and iodide, the brand Lugol is around three uh, drops per drink, okay? Uh, three drops in a drink of water. For adults, same thing, 400,000, 50,000. It's like you're giving them a booster shot and you only do it for two days. You don't have to do it after that because you're giving a booster shot of this, I mean, a booster intake and a thousand milligrams of vitamin C and iodine. Now, most of us, I mean, this is sort of what I do. I, I, I do and for children. This is for healthy individuals. This is what you can do to support your immune system. For children, a thousand IUs of vitamin A, 2,000 IUs of vitamin D, 250 milligrams of vitamin C, and the three drops in, in the drink of Lugol's. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the iodine and the iodide. For adults, you know, I take, you know, as the winter's coming, I need more 5,000 to 10,000 
10,000, sorry, 10,000 of the vitamin A, 5,000 of the vitamin D per day, 1,000 milligrams of the vitamin C, and the iodine and iodide are on six drops. Now, people say, hey, should I take vitamin K? If, you, if you're eating the green leafy vegetables, which I do, you don't need it. If not, you can take uh, the vitamin K with this, uh, with the vitamin D. So there you go. It's available right on the website, right here. If you go, if you go right here onto the website, either you can get it from Take Action, and you can scroll down. You'll see under the Take Action menu, there's Letter to the President, or you can also scroll down here. And right here, I have there's a difference called different Take Actions, and you can find in the scrolling bar there. Okay. So there you go. That is the program. Okay. So the second quote unquote the second wave is coming. Let's build community and boost immunity, build social connections, vitamin D3, vitamin C, zinc, the iodine and the iodide, and vitamin A, the six things you can do to support yourself and boost, build community and boost immunity. And by the way, this is what we should be talking about, right? We should, but the media is all about vaccines, 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 because I talked about yesterday, big pharma needs forced vaccinations, but we have to actually apply real science. Uh, right, so someone says, what does palmitate do? So that's what I just talked about, but that's vitamin A. And by the, way, by the way, vitamin A palmitate is a much more usable form. Vitamin A palmitate builds essentially the beautiful sheets around your cell. It basically creates cytokeratin sheets to protect your cell walls. So it's harder for the virus even to penetrate your cell walls. That's why it's important. Um, someone says, that's overdose, too much vitamins have side effect. Um, look, the doses I'm talking about, they're well-researched. You should go do your own research, particularly when you're under stressful conditions. Hundreds of papers written on it. Too many oxalates, okay? Kidney stones, that's true. You, particularly, you have to be careful with some of the spinach, some of these green vegetables, okay? They can create oxalates. You should do some research on that. Oxalic acid. Someone says, I feel so stupid. No, you shouldn't feel stupid. How do I, I don't want to do that. How do you approach the amounts you take depending on if you have an underactive or overactive th thyroid? Yeah, look, you should, everyone should consult their physician, but look, thyroid function um, over time decays. That's why, you know, if I were you, the Lugols, the iodine and the iodide supports, but if you want to get it from food, the seaweeds are very good. The dulse, the kelp, these are very good for thyroid function. You may also want to look and do some research on actually the glandulars, you know, if you can get organic bovine thyroid, um, uh, which is the actual organ meats, which are very, very valuable, but you should do some research on that. Yes, and someone said, uh, someone has here HCQ, HCQ, um, I'll do a whole talk on that. I did it before and I'll do another talk on that. Let's see what else we have here. Um, a lot of questions coming in. By the way, the questions you have, I will attempt to do smaller videos on that. Um, someone says, we're lucky to have you share knowledge. Sure, well, I'm very, very happy to share this knowledge because you know I was fortunate to get access to this training and I, I think it's very important. Someone said, uh, kidney stones and gout connection. Um, Great, great question. Um, Jen, if you make a note of this, we can do a video on it. Look, in many systems of medicine, Chinese, traditional medicine, the kidneys where a lot of your power comes from, the kidneys uh, are extremely imp important in detoxing and you know, purifying your blood. 
And gout, in many ways, um, it's a preponderance of uric acid buildup because there's kidney stuff. So there's some very, very good nutrients, which I'll talk about, which can also support kidney function. We'll do a, um, we'll do a series on just kidney function. Someone said seaweed, purple, green vegetables. Exactly. The seaweeds, the purple and green vegetables are really good um, for, for creating vitamin A. The seaweed together supports your thyroid function. But you, know, you may want to look at things like dulse. You can get the dulse flakes. You may want to add it to your foods, the nori, the kelp, those kind of things. Um, they don't, you know, you can find out ways to make them taste good also. Uh, someone's saying here, I was boosting my immunity vitamin C and it caused me to overdose and kidney, kidney stones. So one of the things you want to think about is everyone is different. You should consult your doctor. Um, you want to also be aware that you don't want to overdo these things, right? I'm not sure um, what dosage, but remember, vitamin C is good, particularly when you're under stressful conditions. But in normal conditions, you can get it from a lot of your foods, you know, the citrus fruits, right? The amla, A-M-L-A. Uh, there's broccoli has a lot of vitamin C, okay? So do a little bit of research. When in doubt, I always say go to food as medicine. These are called supplements right? So and when people are in stressful conditions is when you want to think about that. But in the normal course of life, you want to really start looking as food as medicine, because, you know, everyone is a little bit different. So you have to be careful that you don't take too much stuff that when you uh, do that, they called uh, Dr. Shiva back. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, okay. Yes, this is a good point. Our soils are depleted. Yes, they're depleted. There's a whole field of biology now coming up called uh, soil biology, which is you're replenishing the soils, rebuilding up the microbiome actually of the soils in many ways. Someone says in Chinese medicine, consumption of kidneys is understood as a network of organs, including the kidneys. Very true. It includes the adrenals. It's the organs in the back lower part. Of, so it's not just the kidneys. It includes things like the adrenals. Glutathione, yes. Um, look, I think what I'm gonna do is I did many of these talks, I'll review them. When all the coronavirus fear-mongering, I was really trying to uh, get all of you courageous and to really understand. I'll do uh, the talk on glutathione, Tom. Zinc overdose, look, um, zinc is a very powerful mineral. Um, you know, you're looking at in maintenance doses around 15 to 13, 30 milligrams. Uh, you have to be careful when you start going over 90 milligrams. Again, you can do a little bit of research, but 15 milligrams to 30 milligrams. And it's important when you take zinc to make sure it's balanced with copper. Okay. Some of the best places for zinc are, you know, kidney beans, I mean, not kidney beans, um, meats, but also the uh, pumpkin seeds. And if you're going to do the seeds, always sprout them a little bit, throw away the water or add a little salt, let them soak overnight. Traditional part of many traditional cultures. Also, you know, if you like seafood, people like oysters, a good source of zinc. Um, yes, uh, Mike, BMOC, Mike said, uh, viewers uh, could use some explanation about cooking foods, destroys vitamin C. Look, it's a very important thing. This is why the raw fruits and vegetables are very, very important because uh, when you do heat foods, you do, you know, affect uh, the ascorbic acid. The other thing to remember is it's not just the vitamin C. It's important to get the bioflavonoids. 
the Hesperid and the Apigen and all these other things you get from, uh, uh, you know, the fruits and vegetables. So again, food is medicine. Remember, we're talking about under stressful conditions. You know, vitamin D3, we live in the Northeast here. A lot of people are vitamin three deficient. Why? Because while well, they stated inside, if you know, a lot of the homeless people you find out do not, did not get a lot of this coronavirus. Why? Because they're outside. Their bodies store the vitamin D3 in their liver. So if you were inside and you were social distancing, misled by the quote unquote experts, you probably have a vitamin D3 deficiency. As winter comes, you need to particularly where we are, you're going to have to do some type of supplementation or uh, eat the foods, the salmons, the fatty fish, the mackerels, um, the sardines, but um, get a good vitamin D3 supplement. All right, everyone, it's 9.54. It's been great. Um, please um, know that kiwi, amazing fruit in vitamin C. Amla, I'll put this one. This is an Indian fruit. You can get it at some of the Indian stores. It comes, um, sometimes they have amla juice, very potent amount of vitamin C in there. So again, remember these nutrients that I've said, first of all, social, social uh, interactions, there's no supplement there. Have friends, talk to them, laugh. Vitamin D3, ideally you get it from the sun. Um, if you're, if you're, uh, if you don't, if you have lighter skin than me, about 15 minutes with your arms, you know, open and get sunlight. If you're darker skin, you're going to have to need more sunlight, but particularly people of African-Americans, people with darker skin are going to have to supplement with the vitamin D3, particularly with, um, what's, what's coming up. Um, God forbid my doctor runs a mineral and vitamin check, but you know, vitamin D3, you can get from other nutrients, vitamin C, you can get from a lot of our foods, zinc, you can get from foods, the iodine from the seaweeds, but when you can't, then go to supplements and obviously check with your healthcare professional, build an understanding of your body. Anyway, in closing, I just want to thank everyone. Um, so that's really the vitamin, the boosting immunity, uh, I'm sorry, building community, boosting immunity series, but please go to our website, support this campaign. We're running again as a write-in candidate in Massachusetts. Tell all your friends, that's what I need you to do as a small favor that you know in Massachusetts to support our campaign, to get ready to write in us on the ballot. You can donate to the campaign and you can also be a volunteer. Anyway, thank you everyone. I appreciate the opportunity to share this information and I wish you all well. Uh, be the light and have fun. Again, as, as Jen's put up, pledge to write in um, on shivaforsenate.com slash vote. Or you can also tell people if they have a cell phone in Massachusetts to simply send the words yes to 617-209-6364. Okay? They can send yes. So what we need is we need all the people in Massachusetts to support our message to pledge now because they did election fraud in Massachusetts. We want to be able to track. You, you give us your uh, SMS text so we can text you with updates and your zip code as well as your first name. That's what we need. Anyway, thank you everyone. Be well. Thank you everyone on Instagram also. Thank you everyone on Facebook, on Twitter, and uh, on YouTube.